All right, welcome to Sunday, February 5th, Williams and Bloom, here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. little English bringing us in. Of course, we are presented by our friends at Mechdyne. In the Mechdyne Corporation, it was good to see a couple of Mechdyne guys at the We Will event last week, which was a huge success. I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. Here on the podcast, we have a lot to get to. The football schedule is out. I want to spend some time on that as I haven't gotten to do much with it. Get Bloom's take. Uh, Of course, we are going to hammer Iowa State uh, beating Texas in dominating form over the week. Not Texas, Kansas, whatever. It's been a long week. You guys know what I'm talking about. And um, yeah, and then look ahead to what's to come in the Big 12 Conference. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always this week remotely by Brent Bloom, who is feeling a little bit under the weather, and I've actually been pretty healthy, and I said, don't come to my house. <laughs> Welcome to it's the a podcast. Reason, reasonable request. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like hit a wall, so I did not get to go to Hilton yesterday, so I was bummed, like completely bummed, but that cheered me up quite a bit watching from home. Not, I, not, not COVID, not COVID, just no. a cold, well, a crud. I, I like I got a knock on wood right now, but our family's been pretty healthy, the kids and stuff. So I know it's going to come back and watch March. Watch March. It's just going to be a, a disaster for us. But yeah, uh, glad I'm you're getting it out of the way better. early, buddy. So I'm going to be good once uh, we get to Kansas City, and I know you're going to be hurting in. So oh god, yeah, get it out of the way. God. Get it out of the way. Uh, yeah, thanks to MacDyne, our presenting sponsor here on uh, Williams and Bloom each and every Sunday. Um, what a dominating performance, Brent, the, the Iowa State men had yesterday. The women, not so much against Baylor in the evening. But I, I, I couldn't have been more impressed with, with the men's performance. I, I thought there was a good chance they'd lose that game. Just I, I, Listen, I had a couple people reach out to me. They're like, wow, you, you think that they're hitting a wall? And I'm like, no, 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 hear me out. Like Every Big 12 team's doing this. I think mm-hmm. Kansas State's doing it right now. We saw Kansas do it. Uh, we've seen Baylor do it. Um, I bet Texas will do it. And, you know, where you have a tough three to four game stretch, and how do you kick out of it? I thought this team would kick out of it. I didn't think they beat Kansas by 15. I thought that they could win. I didn't think it would be a dominating fashion like it was. Just a really solid basketball game that started on the defensive end, and that's where they have to really bring it each and every night. Well, I think that's the thing is that was very workmanlike and repeatable, which is the great news. That's that's Iowa State when it's at its best. Didn't didn't play great offensively, but was really good and had a plan. And I thought Shun really set the tone early of all right, we actually have a, a strength in the post. Chris, you remember the the game against Kansas and Lawrence? Yeah. Where we talked before the game and then after it's like I would say it's like better in the post than Kansas is. I don't yeah. think there's any question. No, I agree. And they, they just went to it early and often let me start with this. I thought Kudos to the Iowa State students. I think they've kind of been the unsung hero of this whole year. I mean, Iowa State's undefeated at home. I wondered after the Niang, Morris, Naz, Monte generation if Hilton would ever get back to that just because, listen, life has changed. COVID changed a lot. Going to a college basketball game and not having your cell phone for two hours is a big deal. But that I think the students have been electric this year. I think Hilton has been as good as it has been in a long time as good as the Niang era. Uh, you know, the, the old heads would say it's not quite the Floyd, Eustachie, Johnny Orr era, but, man, for 2023, 
The crowd was great again. If you look at Ken Palm has a metric, Iowa State's top 10 in the nation in home, home court advantage. And they were great. And Iowa State just outworked them. Just out Iowa State did what Iowa State wanted to do. And Kansas is great about scheming. And Iowa State just took them out of what they wanted to do. And it was a thorough beatdown. So very much enjoyable. Lipsy bounces back. Um, really, that was the key. I talked to a couple people before the game, and I was trying to get some insight as to how Taman had been you know, throughout the week. And, and I'm told that, this, as you would expect from a, a guy like that, he took it really hard. He wore it, and he felt really terrible, felt like he let his team down, which I could say everybody was bad at the end of that Tech game. Taman took it on the chin, but he, he was certainly not the only Cyclone to have a tough final 10 minutes on Monday. It says a lot to me about Taman, but Taman is a microcosm for the whole team bouncing back from that because the lesser teams could have really let that debacle in Lubbock turn into two, three losses. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the the low-key part about yesterday and Saturday was if Iowa State loses that game, then the narrative turns quickly to, oh, no, yeah, has Iowa State lost it? Is, Dro- is, is, dropping is, like is, the Chinese weather balloon. Exactly. You could see the headlines already. But they, they needed that in a weird way, and to do it by 18 was really, really impressive. I The other guy, so Gabe was really good on, on defense, uh, re- really important there. Um, Caleb was quieter, but you can clearly tell a major perimeter defensive yep. difference when he's in the lineup. Holmes just continues to show up when the team needs him, right? And he comes out of there after not making a shot, and he vomits at halftime. He, he literally did, right? Like, he, he said yeah, he I mean, threw up at halftime. Unless he was lying to us. I mean, we, we have no reason to, but to take him for his word. Don't, didn't we have a – isn't there a phrase for that back in, you know, the, our bar well, days? You can rally, baby. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But Holmes, like, to me, um, look at every one of these tough games where Iowa State has beaten these top 10, 15 teams. They all have the same trend where he is the drought stopper. And you saw it again yesterday, and he, I don't know, like, it, are we underappreciating him? I, th- I think people appreciate him, but I, I also think, like, I, did, I don't know if he's getting enough play. Like, when we talk about, oh, first team all Big 12, like, Gabe's usually the guy that gets brought up. Shun's kind of like the wild card, so when he plays really well, I feel like your ceiling's the highest. Caleb has been injured, so you've seen what it's like when he's not in there. Holmes is just the one consistent, solid piece that you know you're going to get every time out. And I would say Lipsy, too, other than his, his quick little um, yeah. issues in Lubbock. But I just thought Holmes was brilliant in the second half. He, he's been he's been awesome. And he's, he's more than, you know, the first part of the season, I was like, well, he's the innings eater. He'll take all the shots that nobody else wants to take and all that stuff. But he's now shooting it pretty well. I mean, he's in conference play at 37%, which is really good. It seems like when he gets his, his feet set now, it's going in. I mean, this guy shot it so much better than he did earlier in the year. And, you know, last year at Bonaventure, you know, he shot 27% from three. Everyone's like, well, why are we getting this guy? Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Well, I remember the threads. And now he's 39% for the year, 37% conference. He's Iowa State's leading scorer. He's now scored 18 points a game at Hilton the last four. He's been great. I agree. Now, is he a first-team All-Big 12 guy? 
I don't know. I, I don't but, know, but, but I, he's 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 right there. He's I, right. I, I think he's you playing could argue like one of the five best guys. This is the beauty of Iowa State this year. You could argue there's four different players that are the the most important piece on the team, and he's in the conversation. You named them all. I mean, I think I think Gabe has a conversation. I think Taman Lipsy at times has been the best player on the floor. I think Oshun has been really, really good at times. Caleb Grill, when he's on, is as good as it gets. And you've got the other guys chiming in. I thought Jazz, you know, didn't score a lot. But, man, Iowa State offense looked a lot better when he's on the floor. And you forget about that. Trey King had a, a stretch in the first half where he was the best player on the floor. And this is why I'm so high on this Iowa State team. The difference between Iowa State and Kansas, to me, is if, if Kansas, if it's not Wilson or Dick, it's like, uh-oh, where are yeah. we going? Yeah, You know, where Iowa State, it's six or seven guys that can beat you. And and I, I chuckle because I knew this was going to happen. You saw then on the message boards yesterday, it's like, well, what what happened to Hassan Ward? Where's Damari and Watson? Where's Eli King? It's like, can't, that's a good problem. Everybody like, can't, can't play, play everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and the, so... So you have to find the guys that have the hot hand. The nice thing is Iowa State can go to that hot hand. And Jazz took, what, three charges yesterday. There is a possession. I put it on my Twitter. Iowa State was it's 10-point game second half. Iowa State had about 15 passes and one <clears throat> excuse me, one dribble in a 10-second uh, standpoint. And then Holmes buries a three. And it was as good of offense as Iowa State has run all year. But that's what Iowa State can be. You share the ball. You have to account for everybody. And it just gets a good, even a good defensive team like Kansas scrambling and somebody makes a shot. And this is why Iowa State's a top 10 team right now. There's no question about it. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sold. And it's probably taken me longer. I was cautiously optimistic. I still think that they'll probably lose at West Virginia on Wednesday, the way that they're playing. Huggins kind of called his team out this week. This is the worst time to, to go there. Um, but I, I think that we're we're looking at a twelve and six, eleven and seven type team in the league, and I think that right now, if I had to make a projection, this looks like a second weekend team to me. I mean, it the way they bounced back. I mean, I I knew they would bounce out of it. I just didn't think it would be that dominant. And of course, it's at home and it's hard to win on the road and all that stuff, but. Just from a talent standpoint, getting Jazz back, I wouldn't be shocked if you know Caleb Steele's going to linger. I don't think he's a hundred percent. I know he did look better yesterday. He, he did. He did. I, he looked I, a little more bouncy. I thought. From what I've hearing, like it's not like this, but he's getting better. So that is that is improving. But the, if you've seen like the bracket projections and stuff, and those things are like as far as the matchups go, it's a crapshoot. But if you just look at all the options out there, there's very few that I don't like Iowa State's chances to win a couple of games again in the NCAA tournament. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm finally like, it's not that I wasn't ever bought in on the guys. They've, I love this team. This was one of my the most enjoyable teams I think I've ever watched with Iowa State, and it helps when you're bad games when you're not scoring 36 points. You know, True. like a year ago, but. I just I watched a lot of basketball yesterday with the 11 a.m. tip. It allowed me to. This team could play with anybody. I'm 100%. fully bought in on that now. So we haven't brought this up on the podcast yet. It's time. I think it is a coin flipper better opportunity. I would say it's going to be in Des Moines in March. Okay. Now, for those who don't know, and some of you probably don't, 
Des Moines is a host this year in the NCAA tournament for the first two rounds. Drake is the host, which means Iowa State is allowed to play there, which is great. So the way they do these now, essentially they try and give the top seeds a decent home court advantage. So Iowa State now could technically be in Des Moines along with Kansas. It'd just be separate pods. Mm -hmm. So Iowa State has to essentially finish above K-State. So that'd be the other one that could fight for Des Moines. Creighton could technically fight for Des Moines. But I do think right now, as the brackets will come out this week, you will start to see people realize that, oh, Iowa State could go to Des Moines as a two or a three seed. And then at that point, you're playing you're playing Iowa State in Des Moines to get to the second weekend. I really like Iowa State's chances there, depending on what the matchups are. But let me ask you, Chris Williams, do you want Iowa State in Des Moines? I mean, what's the downside? Right? I mean, Brian, Brian Ferentz, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just trying, I'm trying to think of, like, critically, I guess the whole, like, you go on the road and it's us versus the world thing. But right. like, to me, right. I think you would absolutely want to play in Des Moines if you if you could, you know, like that. I was just thinking when you were listing off Iowa State and Kansas and Des Moines and how expensive those tickets would be. Yeah, see, that'd be the if, downside is if, trying to find a ticket if they're in the same session and whatnot. You know, I, I here's the the cool thing about this team though. It would be a huge bonus, you know, to be able to play in front of probably ten thousand Iowa State well, fans. Right. It would be a huge bonus, but I also don't think that like. I would have just as much confidence in this team getting out of the first weekend if they were in Orlando. It, I guess, is my point because just and I the, agree way, with that. the yeah. way that they play. But yeah, like I mean, absolutely, I want them in Des Moines. I think it'd be and man, wouldn't that what a world that Iowa State could play in the NCAA tournament in Des Moines? Like you would have told ten year old me that was possible. I'd be like, what? Yeah, because we've Moines always been even, covering. Yeah, we we've never been to an NCAA tournament in Des Moines because we've been covering. Yeah, the two that have been there, we've been covering Iowa State on the roads. So. Yeah, been. Dem- I, <laughs> Denver would be another option too, right? It yep, feels like I the think Denver's going yeah, west. We should, and what, that to me, were those were the two. Des Moines and Denver were the ones Denver. I thought were the most likely, probably. And man, I would go on a trip to Denver any day of the week. I love that was that. a great tournament there for the people who it, got to go out to that one. I guess selfishly for me, I, I listen. I love Des Moines. I could stay at home. I kind of like it and be able to go somewhere else. I know the like we've talked about the NCAA tournament is not near as fun as the Big Twelve tournament. No, but it's almost like listen. I would love to be in Des Moines, but it's not. You don't get the necessarily March uh, field. NCAA tournament March feel. Maybe I, who knows? That's just me really overthinking things. But oh, I, I like I'd be it, for is it. a is a fan. You're probably it. It's possible you could fly to Denver and get into the game cheaper than what it would be if Iowa State's playing in Des Moines. I I bet you're right. <laughs> if yeah, I was state, flight. if Get I was state and Kansas flight. are both in there, think about that. I'm already booked to go. I'm going to be in Vegas for the Sweet 16. What with, day is what day is that? I got I got a buddy going to Vegas. I might join you guys. I'll be out there uh, with Circa. For the Sweet 16. Okay. So I'm kind of hoping that Iowa State can get to Vegas, and if not, there's a decent chance I'm taking flights from Vegas back and forth to wherever Jeez. Iowa state would be. I'm going to be all over the planet. That was, March. that was a low key humble brag. I like it. Well, I like it. 
<laughs> duty calls. I get it. They, it's my job. And, it's and your job. Yeah. Circa now, like they want us there for the Sweet 16 to be on Radio Row, which will be really no. cool. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. He, he, here's the neat part about all this: Iowa State is seven and three in the conference now. It was seven eleven last year, so it's already matched the conference win total. Well, we also so, said just I mean, how many months ago were we talking? A month and a half ago, where we were saying if you get to seven, you're in. Yeah, right. I believe that too. I wish they could lose out and probably still get in. Now, don't do that, please. I'm not for that. That would be bad. That would be bad. But you're in a you're just in a tremendous spot. And you look at Iowa State. I was looking at this morning, C Dub. Iowa State's one of I think five teams without a quad two or worse loss. All of Iowa State's losses have been to quad one That's good. teams. That's good. And and the rest of the schedule, I believe, is all quad one games, potentially. So really, you, your, your resume can't really get hurt at this point. I I think Iowa State's almost a lock as long as it holds certain. If, if Iowa State wins out at home, okay, let's just, let's just get, just follow me here. If Iowa State wins out at home, it is a lock to be a top five seed, probably a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Like, don't worry about it. any of the road games. Just went out at home, and you're probably a four seed at worst. That's an awesome place to be right now. I think I'd rather get to that three line, but I think so too. Yeah, I mean, if you give, <laughs> give me a choice, do you remember the last time I would say it was a three seed? I don't want to be a five twelve game. Yeah, I do remember the last time we were a three seed. That that didn't okay. go well. Yeah, I'm just. But that uh, team couldn't defend Everett and Theo, and it and so and it had the frosted tips going. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, not. Not a good deal. Um, not a good deal. Yeah, that, uh, certainly not something that a lot of people I, want to think about. I had a but, bourbon tour booked for the next day because I just assumed they were going to kill it. So blame, right. blame me. Jeez. Thanks and, a lot. Uh, yeah, it was all on me. And then Baylor lost to Georgia State, Georgia that, State? at the exact yep. same time as a 314. That, that, was, that, that was a wild day. Ha- having to get that Scott Drew tattoo. I, I, I forgot about that. I do think, to your earlier point, Iowa State – can play with anybody. That's a really fun place to be right now. You know, we got a month left, and Iowa State is in a really good spot. And this is what this time's all about. I want to talk. You're not, yeah, you're not going to be a one seed, but but you're you can beat anybody. Real quick, I I want to thank some of our sponsors, and then I do want to talk about Hilton. Um, but but first of all, I want to thank our friend uh, Jeremy Danielson. He's a real estate insurance, and uh, not insurance, a real estate attorney, and he is the man. I really impressed as I get to know these companies. I start to learn more about them as I promote them. This is a very forward-thinking company. If you go to danielsonlaw.com, D-A-N-I-L-S-O-N law.com, a couple of options. You can book a discovery call if you're buying or selling a home. Good idea if you're going to be selling or buying in the spring to start thinking about this stuff now. You're going to need a, an attorney. You don't necessarily have to go through who your, who your realtor recommends i would recommend jeremy he's a diehard cyclone fan and they've also got a new program where you can um you can have legal docu- documents done what what do you call that bloom the uh the, the, Notar- the, notary. the notary notary yes sorry I'm, lo- yeah. I'm legitimately losing my mind right now they have they get they offer notary services online you can do like a zoom call with them it's amazing. So check them out at danielsonlaw.com, D-A-N-I-L-S-O-N law.com. Also, uh, I want to give a shout out to our friend Jeff Wood uh, from Gravitate Coworking. I bumped into him at We Will the other night. Didn't even recognize him. He's got the long hair going now. He's looking, yeah. Yeah, he's looking his, good, looking sharp. I, I met Hope 
Yep. I told her, hope. I'm not dying today because I need that will done. That's yeah. why I told Hope. <laughs> Get that will like, and a day done. She's like, good. You know where to find me. I'm yep. like, yes, I do, Hope. Well, we, know she's, I, we know she's got uh, two more customers with you and me coming up. Th- th- it was funny. So Jeff posted on Facebook. I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. But his, his son's an eighth grader. And his son, a couple of years ago, had taken a photo on the field with Jalen Knoll. And then they took another photo at the We Will event Wednesday. And his son's now like taller than Jalen. And he's only an eighth grader. I was like, man, Jeff, where, where did your, your son oh, got more athleticism man. than you did? Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the event, but I wanted to thank our friends at gravitatecoworking.com uh, for all of your co-working needs here in the great state of Iowa. They've been on board with us for a really long time here on the Williams and Bloom podcast. Yeah, I just feel like I've been saying this for a while. Um, Hilton feels different this year in a really good way. I agree. Uh, it's like this. There's an edge to it. Now, there were certain chants being tossed towards Mr. Dick's way on Saturday that didn't get rave reviews by everybody. And I'm not I'm not condoning. I'm not coming down on anybody. All I'm saying is the home court advantage has been phenomenal. And it, it seems, you know, I was there throughout the whole Hoiberg era. Um, it's edgier. I think that it's because of the team. And the defensive thing, I think that, you know, what do people always say about Iowa State basketball fans? They're smart. And I think that, you know, this group of students, you, you pointed it out, and I think that the, the fans realize that, you know, defense matters here, and we got to cheer as loud when we get a stop as we do when we hit a three. And it just is – I feel like it's enhanced, and I, I don't know what else to say about it. Hilton – in my career of doing this, and I wasn't around for the or years, and so again, like I, I preface this, and there's old timers who I'm sure will have something to say. I think this is the best I've ever experienced it. Yeah, I mean, I would. It was great during the Hoiberg years, but it, it is it's different now. There's, and I, I've talked to Coach about it, like, and he was there for all of those too. We both feel like it is the crowd is as engaged in into this as we've I mean, ever seen. Even they've pulled off now two color games, which was impossible for Iowa State fans to do for decades. Yeah. Between the whiteout. The whiteout was amazing. Yeah, the gold out was was, was okay. It was good. It was really good. good. Like, and it was really good. They did a nice job. Uh, The marketing that leading up to it was great. I just don't think as many people have gold shirts. (laughs) I think it comes down to that. Right. I I think. I don't, Dead on. No, I don't think I, it, we, it. I think that if they would have said, "Hey, do a cardinal out," it probably would have been different. But it, whatever. Like I, I'm, I'm not complaining about it. I just think it, the energy in that building is as good as I've ever seen it. it for sure, and for some like even the tents before the game, like the you know camping out, you just didn't see that for a while. Now I don't know what's what's the difference this year. Is it just why, why this team and not previous ones? Again, COVID happened. I'm going to give a shout-out to Cyclone Larry. I think Cyclone Larry deserves some, some kudos for, for bridging the gap with the younger generation. So Cyclone, Cyclone Larry's been on a heater right, lately. phenomenal. I mean, it's the best he, account on Twitter. Single-handedly started a rivalry with UCF this week. And by the way, and I looked into that when I was laying in bed with Elise the other night. All right, earmuffs, everybody. If your kid is listening, I'm about to cuss. I legitimately hate those fuckers from Central Florida. <laughs> Seriously, talk about arrogant frat boy, like elitist. Like I cannot stand that team, and it's all because of Cyclone Larry. I do not like Central Florida University. So I lived in Orlando, so I'm well accustomed accustomed to UCF folks. 
I've got some thoughts at some point at a later date. Is my read on them correct? It's they're very much a uh, born on third base fan base. Yeah, exactly. Think you hit a triple? Yeah, yeah. And aren't they all commuters too? Like they don't actually stay. Yeah, it's a massive school, but it's like it's it's UCF is for the kids that can't get into Florida and Florida State. Let's be honest. Yeah, Um, and you know that they go from there. You know. Orlando's full of strip malls, so UCF's just one big strip mall, basically. And it's like, yeah, we've got a pool at our, our school. It's like, congratulations, that really helps with your engineering program. Um, no, so Cyclone Larry, I think the, the younger generation very much appreciated. Like, I, I honestly, I worried. C-Dub, we should have this conversation at some point. The prom, the, how, the way prom ended with COVID, I was like, is Iowa State basketball just going to kind of wither away? Not wither away, but just not going to be what it was. And... Man, it's as healthy as ever. Well, I you, think you consider this year with the classes coming in and the way people have responded, it's hard to get a ticket now back in Hilton. I think last year was kind of perfect, actually setting up because nobody expected it, right? So like season, like so then like you had this surprise, but in that you had this like training of the fan base that had to be done. It was like, yeah, we're gonna win some games, but. We're going to do it in a different way, right? Because Iowa State fans were used to scoring 90. And I think TJ's program with their social media and whatnot did a pretty good job, like with the kill stuff, with, you know, some of the marketing that they did that we need you. This is, you're involved. Yeah. And like the crowd believes and very much is a part of the game. Right. Yeah. Now. So I just, so this is, they contract us now on Ken Palm. I just looked it up this morning. Iowa State is first in the country in non-steal turnovers at home. Wow. Which you could argue, what, that, what does that mean? It argues that is the crowd having an impact on the game, forcing travels, forcing throws out of bounds, forcing violations. I, did, I had so, no idea that you could track that. Yeah, so it's literally, like, it's quantifiable that the, the crowd is having an impact. So I agree with you. I think it's it's been great. See, the Iowa State has now four home games left. Oklahoma State, TCU, Oklahoma, and West Virginia will be favored in all of those. Iowa State, I think, could hold serve at home when every home game, I think, for the first time since 2015 was the last time it did that. So Those should all be sold team. out, too, I would think. Well, and so and I know, and kudos to the marketing team, but a half hour after that game ended, they were blasting out emails for, hey, very few tickets remaining for the last four home games. Get them now. Well, I know so. Oklahoma State is done. They were, that's sold out. So I'm guessing yeah. that the other ones will be as well. It, it just, it's been fun. And, and the fact that there's been recruits at all these games recently, and now you're able to link it up. Yeah, I don't know if people know, but Blue and Fish were both there yesterday. Yep, yep. So it was actually, I, I funny after the game. They were down there, and I was talking to a buddy. It's like, well, there's the future. Watching those two guys, it was pretty impressive. I had a friend, uh, a Waukee friend, who's texted me that Tame and Lipsy was down watching Omaha on Friday night. Wow. So nice connect. I, th- I bet those two will connect for a couple of alley oops next year. Man, man, Taman was Taman was awesome. Taman, like, I I know you talked about him earlier, but that guy, his 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 response was uh, was big time stuff. So I'm excited. I mean, that's the great thing is like this little carpet ride isn't going to end. Like this isn't Fred's, you know, one recruiting class. It's like, uh oh, what's at the end of the cliff? By the way, it's, a buddy of mine better. is uh, the Miguelito from the South Side. I've talked about him before. He's a Wisconsin guy, and he goes Miguelito goes to a lot of the 
games in the greater Milwaukee area, and he's been doing some scouting. And Momsilovich is just filling it up. Oh, he! I'm telling I you. I mean, he's hitting like six, seven threes a game right now. <laughs> I know Omaha's going to get the headlines. I I'm as excited for, for Momsilovich. Omaha's a freak, and he's going to be a lottery pick and, and all those things. Momsilovich, like of all the things that Iowa State fans have bitched about for a year and a half in the Otzelberger era, Momsilovich is the guy that you've been missing. <laughs> right? Like that. Yep. Omaha is going to fit in perfectly with what this team wants to do. Momsilovich is the guy that you've been missing. Yeah. It's, I, the, it's, it's fun. It's a fun time, and that's just what's great. You're in February. You're almost locked to make the tournament. Now it's about seeding and placement. And, oh, by the way, you can still win the Big 12. And I I, I don't know what your re, your odds are. Kansas isn't winning this league. I'm I'm out on them now. Yeah, I'm, I need to see if they have an updated from yesterday. I don't even know who would be the favorite right now. Baylor? I, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm thinking out loud. I don't know who the odds-on favorite would be. I'm saying maybe that's who I would pick with the way that they're ascending, they're getting the guy back, you know, all that. It's not Kansas State. I mean, it probably you'd have to at this point go with Texas, it's, but I still think they're hitting a wall at some point. So you're right. It's uh, Texas is one-to-one now. Okay. Yeah. Iowa State second. Yeah. Three and a half. So there you go. Those are your top two. So that Iowa, Iowa State, State goes is definitely ahead of Kansas State. I think definitely ahead of Kansas now. Yep, and I I still think Baylor's a man. You could still get them to six to one. So Chacho's back. Yeah, that's what all I'm year. saying. They really should well be, yesterday. They should be yeah. getting better. Is my point. I actually Iowa uh, State put a ticket on them to win the national championship this week. Baylor. Interesting. Was, there you go. I think it I was like thirty-five that. to one. Circa. Iowa State goes to Austin on the 21st. That's going to be a tough stretch because they go to Kansas State and to Texas in Saturday, Tuesday. So yep. that Really, I mean, it, you'll learn a lot. Like, there are going to be some lumps here. I think Iowa State fans are smart enough to to know how it goes. Uh, this you know is what the interesting thing tough is? Tough stretch here, but. I'm, I love data. You do love Ken Palm is still in love with West Virginia. I know they are. Yeah, they are. They are ranked ahead of Iowa State and Ken Palm, despite only having three conference wins. Iowa State actually has dropped since the Kansas game. I don't quite. I'm not losing sleep over it, but there's a reason why Iowa State will be a five point underdog in Morgantown. Yeah, Iowa State has dropped from 18 to 19 since the Kansas game. But and I, they jumped. I was thinking, win the game. But, they jumped from yeah. fifteen to twelve in the net rankings. And net is honestly, it's more important from a seeding perspective. That's why I think Iowa State's floor, if it wins out at home, is a four seed. Yeah, I agree. And I actually think that they could win the Big Twelve tournament too. Last year's team, no chance. They couldn't score enough in that big of a stretch. This year's team could. I book. I booked my room last night. I was like, you know what? I'm Atta going. Boy. I'm there. I'm there for all three days. That a boy. I'll be. I'll be there hanging out, drinking with the the public. <sighs> all right. Uh, let's move on to the the football schedule. And listen, I I don't want to. I don't want to be a broken record. We haven't gotten your take on it. I think it's really tough. Uh, I, I think that Iowa State got a really tough draw here. I'm not panicked. Uh, I think that it's really important to keep in mind that like a Cincinnati and a B all of these, I think BYU less than the other three. 
uh, because BYU plays Power Five schedules a lot. Like they they right. see these types of teams. I think that it's important to remember. You know, TCU's transition into this league wasn't you know instantaneous. It took them about ten years, really. Good point. Uh, so I'm. You have to go to Cincinnati. You have to go to BYU. You're probably an underdog in at least one of those. I don't really. And I don't know who, because I don't really know enough about Cincinnati in this new era. Like what I'm guessing they're like a six and six type team next year. This is just a guess. Everything goes up. They're starting with the new coach. It seems, but all in all, I think Iowa State got a really tough draw with its schedule. I don't know if it could have been much more difficult. What do you think? Yeah. And it's just so hard to know. Like, I don't listen. Do I want to go to Orlando? Not really. I, mean, I think UCF will be a talented team. Who 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 will be the bottom of this league, right? And I think nobody knows. And Houston so, is, I mean, my opinion, the easiest of the new teams coming in because it's Holgerson, and I don't really, I'm not a big believer, but I think that long term they could be really good. Uh, yeah, and I and Cincinnati, you know, if it's fickle, that's one thing. Then yeah. their new staff. I mean, I, I think Satterfield will do a nice job. I mean, I Tom Ames, the offensive coordinator. That's what like, I, the guy we just fired is their offensive coordinator. And, you know, they've got guys. I, is that a game Iowa State's – well, who knows? Like, I, it's hard for me to really make a judgment on this. The, the one thing that stuck out to me was how the it lines up. I mean, September's not easy. You, oh. you, you, your first two – and, again, I, I get why you have to play you and I, but you would play you and I again, and then Iowa at home, and then you don't have to play you and I. That game should no longer be scheduled in the future. (laughs) I don't know how many times you got (laughs) to. I'm sorry. I understand we're subsidizing their athletic department. I get it, but God dang, I'd have to think TCU will be picked towards the top. I mean, and same with Oklahoma. I mean, you gotta, you've got Oklahoma State at home, then in Norman, and then TCU at home. You got to start two and one, right? Like, I mean, those are the types of conversations that are going to have to happen. Is this this is still not? I would say it's a young team, but I think that the back end going to K State at the end of the year is going to be hard. Texas at home is going to be hard. You know, those that those will be a top ten teams potentially. Going on the road at BYU is going to be hard. So you got to start quick. Are we going to Provo on November eleventh? We got to go to Provo, right? I think we have to go. Like, yeah. I think the I'm first in. time you have to go. I want to go to Provo. I'm I'm going. I I gotta figure out what can I what 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 can I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and I'm gonna drink a shit ton of beer in their parking lot. <laughs> Chris Williams arrested and uh, can you not? Like I don't even know what the we've I don't done know. this. That's why we, and we've we, had we, some really nice BYU Mormon Cyclones who have emailed us about this stuff in the past. We're not. We just we need to. Under, I don't it, understand your culture. I'm like, not making fun of it. I, I, no, is it outlawed or is it like? Yeah, I don't know. It, back in the day, like you'd go to Waco and it was like dry, but you could Lubbock still get a was beer. The same way. Yeah, Lubbock was like you if in the yeah. county. You could te- you just have to ask the right person. Like, is it a wink, wink, nudge, nudge? Like, hey, I understand, but hey, I'm from Des Moines. I'm from Ames. Yeah, because I don't practice. You know, can I have it, a beer? It's it was kind of like, uh, and I'm throwing my dad under the bus here, but but he won't mind. Uh, so we we grew up. Uh, Catholic family and you know on Fridays you're not supposed to eat meat well my dad on spring break had a rule if you're, out of, if you're out of the state of Iowa you don't have to participate in that rule good and so when we were at the Big 12 tournament we could have a burger you know he's like well God knows you're on vacation anyway is that what it's this. like or is BYU the same way is you know what what's the what's the line of demarcation here but yes I'm going I'm going to Provo 
I want to go too. I've I've always when our buddy uh, Luke Wells was at Utah State, he always wanted me to come out and go to a game out there because he says it's just the most beautiful I, area. And like I've heard uh, the same thing about Provo that it's as cool of a place to watch a game as you can go. So I, I, yeah, I honestly, really like want to do that. Let's figure out what's the probably Salt Lake. There is a direct flight I think from Des Moines to Salt Lake. Probably should get on that now. I don't know. I mean, it's so hard to know. We're really digging in, like who's going to be good. I think Texas is going to be really good next year. Yeah, you it's always fun. say that. Yeah, you always, that to, you, you always are on Texas. I do. I am on Texas. It's fun that they have to come back to Ames in in November. I love that. Can I write another that. skating column about them, like I did the last time? I thought that that was it. You know, I heard a little rumbling this weekend that. And Ross Dellinger from SI had a report on it too that they very well might be here for two more years. Yeah, it sounds like they can't get out. They don't have the money. Yeah, like it, it about a month and a half ago, two months ago, everybody thought this will be the last year coming up. It sounds like this Big 12 is really just sticking it to them. Yeah, and Fox says it doesn't want to play along, which I don't blame them. Yeah, why should Fox no give in to ESPN and the SEC? Nope, not happening. No, it, so we'll we'll probably get to go to Austin next year. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, another podcast for another time. We're going to have all summer it's, to do realignment rumors and stuff yeah. like that. But it, it I, is weird, though. Like, th- I don't like just, it. I like our round robin. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's Texas Tech? This is really yeah, weird we're, for we're, me. We're, the Gauchos. We don't see the Gauchos. Who I know. I don't, our Mountaineer friends. I, I don't like this. I, I'm telling you, now there's all these stuff because the Pac-12 is just a total disaster. <laughs> We've been calling that. Um, Arizona. I, Arizona I don't want to be a 16-team league, but I get it. Like I understand the way that all this is going, but I, I mean, I'd rather be in this side of the conversation than – Others, which we've all been familiar with before, but I missed my round robin already, and it's not even gone. I'm going to hate it in basketball, by the way. I love this in basketball. I love this in basketball. Especially when you're good. It's so fun to be able to watch every game. And it's going to hurt the Big 12's metrics, too. You just watch. One of the big pluses is because everybody plays everybody in the way that it works that way. It's going to hurt them. At least Houston will help. That's true. Because they're going to be good. UCF's a drag. Cincinnati's always respectable. They'll be fine. BYU. BYU's been there. I think that they'll drop off, though. I mean, I think that BYU's recruiting is really good for that style of ball and that level. I think that they'll really struggle in the Big 12. I I am legit curious when they come out, the futures to win the Big 12 next year for football. I bet it's Texas TCU, one, two, and then Oklahoma, three. What do you think? If you're ranking them on February 5th. <sighs> Probably. Texas, Probably will, Texas will be one. Texas, I think Texas will be one. I do believe that. I don't know enough. I honestly I haven't spent enough time on it. Like, how's uh, Baylor recruited? Like, who's I, yeah, I, transfer-wise? Like, where are where are these teams at? Well, let, here we go. Let's, <clears throat> I bet got the you future. Cincinnati will be in the bottom tier after Fickle. I just, I'm just guessing. Yeah. No, I think so. Uh, Texas is the best national championship odds. They have the one, two, three, five, six, ninth best odds at okay. twenty two hundred. Okay. The next Big Twelve team is T- is Oklahoma. Wow. Okay. At fifty, and then TCU's at sixty. K State's at a hundred. So, all right. Mm. Iowa State is not on the board. By low, I could tell. 
Yeah, yeah, State is not on the board. I'm reading to win the, the national championship. I'm reading least. the book about value investing right now. Iowa State. They got to be on here somewhere. Price to earnings ratio is beautiful with the Cyclones at this point. <laughs> I, right. I I did get a good vibe from. Uh, had a nice yeah. nice chat with the offensive line coach. Client. I said the same thing on two guys named Chris. I was like, I really like this guy. He I like this really guy cool. a lot. He, uh, his wife is from Southern Iowa too, so that's a huge plus. Anytime oh, I like can... the new guys, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fired. I think there's there seems maybe again, people were feeling good Wednesday night, but there seems to be some confidence. Like, hey, this is a one year blip. We're coming back next year. Real quick, from your standpoint, um, I mean, I I thought that that event couldn't have gone better on Wednesday night. I mean, you. I was just kind of the promoter of it and stuff, but like from your standpoint, like um, it, administratively, like I mean, was it awesome? Yeah, tremendous. It was, and you don't realize, and, and I now have a small appreciation of what you had to deal with for a decade trying to organize that stuff. I mean, my so, gosh, yeah, events are a animal. It, Thank goodness for uh, volunteers and smart. You're either an events me. person or you're not, and I am not. Like they gave me more anxiety than. So you don't even know how much fun I had to just be able to go up on stage and not have to worry about all the. Yeah. So you, I thought your your board was phenomenal. Um, they were, yeah. I, we raised a ton of money. The auction stuff was. I wanted to bid on the Halliburton jersey, and quickly realized that I was not going to be getting the Halliburton jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I just so thought it was a really great great time. We had ended up, and this is this is the power of Iowa State fans. There was three hundred people there. And we ended up close to just just short of two hundred thousand dollars raised for the night. That's amazing, which is awesome. I mean, that's with three hundred people. So it's like that's that's my belief. It's like I don't know. There are some special circumstances with what what some of the auction items were, but Iowa State's going to be okay. Like I truly believe that in this crazy new world, we don't need to raise millions upon millions of dollars, no. but. We can, we can, we're going to be okay. And that, that was validated with the, the way people came together and supported and just the passion and energy in that room with the coaches and the fans and everybody else there. I was, it was really cool. It was uh, one of the best nights I've had. So thank you everybody for being there. And thank you, my friend, like wouldn't have been able to do without you. Oh, it was a blast. I appreciate you guys letting Cyclone Fanatic be a part of it. And it, um, you know, I said this at the thing and I just, the like those players and they they appreciate it all so much like they yeah even like before the basketball game a couple of the guys came up and shook my hand yesterday and thanked me for the t-shirts and you know they're not making a lot of money on those no but they they're so appreciative and in a world that we work in that's just full of not full of millionaires that's not even right the high profile ones are all millionaires and it gets yes. it gets presented that way but it's not yes. really the case right like that's uh, the majority absolutely. of these guys are barely making any money on their name image and likeness and that's where i don't know it's cool the the my favorite part of the event was the happy hour before watching the players get to just yeah. walk around and mingle with fans like that and was they amazing. were so good yeah they were so good and, and which the cool thing is is this is why i wanted to do that is it's one thing if these guys are getting a paycheck or whatever from the collective and they don't know, they don't see where it's coming from, but for them to meet the supporters, shake their hand, take a picture, and for them to go up to a TJ Tam and say, thank you, you know, thank you for being a Cyclone. 
that has power not only for TJ, but for the future teammates who see, hey, yeah, we're not going to be uh, Georgia and pay you a million dollars, but we can give you enough and we're behind you. You'll always be forever a Cyclone. And there's some some power and sustainability in that. And I, I like it from my selfish standpoint where I think there's value for the fans where like if you've if you've shaken Robert Jones's hand and you you've talked to him yes. you're going to be much less likely to go on Twitter and act like a total jackass towards a college student. Great point. Yep. Right? And it's, that And Rob is a great example. Like he's Like his right now he's kid. he's taking some licks and like, he he's not playing the best basketball of his life and he knows it. But you know he what? Did, he did get it. He had a dunk yesterday. I'll tell you what, though, and this probably isn't a popular opinion. I completely understand why they play him the way that they do. When you sit as close as I do, and this is another humble brag, and I'm sorry, you see how fucking crazy that guy is on defense, <laughs> and he's moving his arm. He is so chaotic, and when he comes in and does, it does make a difference. He's not in there to do what Oshun does, and 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 there is a minute drop off. I'm telling you, and I I know this. When Shun hits a certain number of minutes, his production drops off. They don't have it. That's where Rob is is important to this team down the stretch. And I just, I don't know. Like I'm, I think the when you look and you have a top fifteen team and how great this season has been and how they're overachieving and doing all these things, and and like the guys are still bitching about one player or why isn't Hassan Ward playing? It's just like, come on, I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, there's a. Uh... There's a recipe that has been formulated, and I'm I'm not arguing with the results. It can be it can be ugly at times, but man, we've it, seen it be uglier. It it it, <laughs> it, it, it can be uglier. I, I, it's working. So I no a great point. But so just to wrap it up, so pumped that well well needs to say with the success of that night, Chris, we'll be doing more of those because it's so it, uh, I want to do it one. A, it hit a sweet spot. I want to challenge your board, and I'll be a big part of this. I want to do like a like a bush light version of that night. Okay. I want to do it at a dive bar. I know a lot of people in that industry where it's $15 to get in. We have few right. auction items. And furthermore, uh, what might, might I say? Blue collar. Now there were a lot of blue collar type people there. It wasn't all uppity. I don't want to Good. paint that picture, but I do think it would be a great way for you to engage with the younger portion of the fan base that maybe they're giving $5 a month, but Maybe that guy will become a doctor later on in life, and he's you know able to do more. Like to me, not only would that be fun, uh, I also think strategically it would be a really good move for you guys. Well, let's let we'll, we'll plan it. Maybe we so could I, do that with basketball in the summer. Yep, you I know think that's that's a great idea during their off season. I, I'm in. So just to, one one final thing, and just for people that reach out if they want to. We're now planning our, our next bigger type event for companies. Mm. So if you have a company in the Midwest, in the state, we're going to basically have a leadership summit mm. with uh, Coach Campbell, Coach Otzelberger, Coach Fennelly, and Coach McCarney. And we're going to do like a three-hour long lunch, and they're going to speak on culture, leadership, and vision. And so it would be a good opportunity to bring your sales teams, bring your, your leadership groups, and we'll – We'll sell some tables out and uh, have a little lunch and, and a little seminar. So another another interesting way we can do to hopefully bring some value back really good. to to leaders. So uh, reach out if your company may be interested in that, and I can get you some details. There you go. All right, everybody. We appreciate you listening, as always. This will be a fun week. Um, 
the men's game is coming up on Wednesday evening, I believe. So another yep. b- bit of a longer layoff. When do the women play next? I need to look that up. I went to the Men- women's game. That was a tough one the other night. Yeah, they're Baylor. Just it's something with Baylor. The physical it's, style, it's I, their I length, and like I mean, it just. When's the last time we shot well against them? Well, right, and Iowa State's a make or miss team. Bill said it after the games. So like, and if you're not, if what a five of five thirty or whatever it was, was five of twenty six or something like. I that. mean, you're just not going to win against a really good lengthy oh, team like like Baylor. Th- this is their week that. off, so they don't okay. play again until Saturday in Morgantown. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll see. And then Good they t- then they have a it, quick yeah. turnaround, and they get Texas on Monday the thirteenth, which will be a massive game. You know, I think they're they're going to be fine. It's just they got to get their guards to start making some shots. Like it's honestly as simple as that. And they were wide open. Like these were great looks. Yeah. You just got to make them. Boy, uh, the way Nia was playing, geez. yeah, it's been she was phenomenal. So, I'm I'm not selling them on. I I I think they can make a run. I I really do. They just need Emily and and Lexi and Danae to start making some shots. Yeah, and they will. I mean, they're really good shooters. They didn't they didn't forget about that. All right. Uh, thank you, Bloom. I appreciate your time. Uh, we will be here all week long on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Appreciate all of you listening. Have a great week here uh, to start off your February.